Welcome to today's edition of the Blazing Grace Show with Jason Graves and Mike Janone. Blazing Grace covers blazing issues with grace-filled answers. Here are your hosts, Jason and Mike. Well, we've all heard how pride comes before a fall, but how does pride affect the recovery process from sexual addiction? We're going to find out today. Welcome to the Blazing Grace Show. This is Jason Graves along with my faithful companion, Mike Janone. Hello, Michael. Hey, what's with this snow stuff on February 28th? I don't know. We are taping here today, February 28th. And it is, you know, it's pretty much covered in about an hour. So, you know, that's Colorado for you, though, right? Come on out and visit us sometime. Come on out and visit us. Speaking of which, we're having a retreat. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect segue, Mike. Yes, if you'd like to be a part of the Healing for the Soul uh, first ever, hopefully annual, possibly last retreat, we're going to be celebrating (laughs) relationships Coming up May 18th through the 20th in beautiful Florissant, Colorado, and we're going to be at Christ Haven Lodge. So for more information on that, go to healingforthesoul.org, and you can get a copy of the brochure, and it's going to be a good time. So individuals and couples are welcome, so we'd love to have as many of the Blazing Grace listeners out there with us as possible. But pride, Mike, um, I know I've got my own experience with it in my own uh, addiction, in my recovery, and even today. And I'm sure you've got a story to tell about mm-hmm. it, too. But uh, why don't you go for it? Well, for me, I know that I avoided going to any support groups or telling a counselor I was seeing that I had an issue with porn mm-hmm. because uh, I didn't want to blow my reputation as this good Christian guy. Right. I had success in the business world and um, was involved with ministry in various parts in the church. Yeah. So the last thing I wanted was to basically admit that I was a broken mess like everybody else and say words that were shameful to me, like I masturbated with pornography or I was an adulterer and anything like that. So I tried to white knuckle it for the first Mm. number of years and do it on my own. And and, uh, finally, after I committed adultery in 1991, two years after marriage, I went to my first group. It was a 12-step group. That's all that was available at the time. And I was scared to death. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was going to be seeing all these... um, poorly dressed, seedy-looking guys, and I was shocked because everybody, almost everybody around the room was a Christian. Nobody had a trench coat? No trench coats. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) A couple suits, so there was a pastor, there was a music minister, and we all went around the room and talked about where we were with acting out with lust, and I actually lied that day. Wow. I had acted out and binged that morning, and I told him I'd been a week. Yeah. I still wasn't willing to, to give up. Yeah. My reputation... Yeah. Even though I was in a group of guys that were being transparent about it. Right. So pride not only leads to a fall, but pride can cause us to lie, to cover over imperfections, and many other effects, which we'll cover here today in the show. But I kind of like to weigh in with my own experience. You know, pride has been such a huge part of my life for so long that I had no idea what it was doing to me, how it was not only getting me into the addiction in part, but also keeping me there mm-hmm. because it becomes sort of like a friend. It wasn't very a, a very good friend, but it was a friend indeed. It, I become really very comfortable with it, very familiar with it. And I remember when I first started to look at my addiction issues, uh, it was almost by accident. I had just gotten married. We were living in Chicago, Susan and I, and we're going to this church. And at the church, we had some guy come and speak on sexual addiction issues. And then out of that, we started three recovery groups. Well, 
in my pride and arrogance, I said, well, I'm a therapist. I don't need to go to one of these groups. So instead, Hmm. I'll start the groups. I'll run them. I'll manage them. I'll train them. And I'll sort of supervise the leaders. But certainly, because I'm a therapist, you know, uh, my problem isn't as serious as these guys who really need the help. (laughs) (laughs) So as a result, that pride kept me from even getting help. Uh, In fact, you're going to laugh at this one, but um, the only time I would ever go to a group was when I was going to observe or I had it as one of my uh, consequences. So in other words, my consequence for myself, if I had acted out across the bottom line, was to go to one of the groups. Now, how backwards is that? (laughs) (laughs) So we want to know, when did that change or what broke that pattern? It changed when my faithful wife one day finally said to me, hey, when was the last time you acted out? Now, she had never asked me that before. She knew about my problem because every time I acted out, I had always told her. And in fact, I even told her about a lot of my struggles before we even got married because I just really believe in that authenticity. Mm. But um, I was over time getting desensitized. So it was taking me longer and longer to tell her to the point where I had acted out and it had been a couple of days. Uh, and, and it was the first time I'd act out in a couple months, but she, I think noticed something was wrong. And for the first time she had said, Hey, when was the last time you acted out? And I had, and I had to tell her. And the only time, uh, she ever asked up to that point, I had bad news for her. Mm. And so she, what she said to me, she said, well, you know, according to the Bible, it's the same thing as, uh, you know, if you commit adultery in your heart, it's the same thing as, as adultery in real life. You know, and up till then, my pride said, well, at least it's only masturbation. It's not porn. And then when it was porn, well, at least it's not porn. It's only porn. It's not with other people. So that really burst my bubble when she said that, you know, essentially, in terms of between you and the Lord, it's the same thing as adultery. Hmm. And that's really kind of what burst my pride bubble. From that moment, I have been walking in freedom because I've been in accountability relationships ever since. Hmm. Even to this day, you know, the formal part of my recovery process is done now. You know, I don't go to therapy. I don't go to uh, weekly groups and I don't work on workbooks and things like that. But I still really believe in the accountability. So I've got my meeting tonight, in fact, with my two accountability guys. And um, this time it'll be two accountability guys and my daughter. So <laughs> <laughs> I got babysitting duties tonight. <clears throat> that reminds me of a guy who came to our group about a year ago. And uh, he was mad because his wife was telling him, I want a divorce mm. because of your porn problem. Mm. And he was angry, and he, he went off and listed off years of accomplishments in ministry, right. seminars he led, Sunday school he taught. Right. He, I mean, he'd been a big position in the church. He'd done all his stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was angry because his wife was divorcing him over his porn problem. Wow. And um, I'm sure you must see this too, but... With pastors, sometimes it's hard to get them to look, take a hard look at their brokenness because they've been to seminary, mm-hmm. they got all this Bible knowledge floating around, right. and they're not really taking a hard look at what's really going on in their heart. I had an email from a pastor a while back, um, said I, he just got finished masturbating to porn, and then we mm-hmm. talked on the phone a little bit, and um, when I started talking about the need to actually break out of his shell, because he had told nobody else... Mm-hmm. That's when it. That's when it stopped. Wow, I do see that actually. You know, um, right before I came here to the studio today, I was on the phone with a, a client who had been referred to me for uh, counseling over the telephone, and I'm talking with this guy and just telling him how it happens. We start with an initial assessment and we try to get to the roots of your you know, addiction. He said, "Well, 
you know, I don't know how I compare to other guys, but my problem really has just only kind of been in my head. And it hasn't really involved, you know, other people and la da la da. It was it wasn't involving pornography. Now this guy had been referred to me uh by some a person of influence in his life because there has been a problem. But I wondered after getting off the phone with him, I wonder if he's really struggling with pride mm. that won't allow him to admit to himself that he's got a problem. And isn't that the first step? You know, being able to admit that we've got a problem. But talk about other effects of of uh, of pride. You know, we talked about how it comes before a fall, right? But what about the blind spots that, that, that it causes for us? Well, um, I know for me, as after I've been in the group for a while in the early 90s, and I started getting what they called sobriety, so mm-hmm. I got 18 months and mm-hmm. racked up the chips. And oh, you're the man. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And, you know, you start sponsoring and yeah. mentoring. And then, yeah. and then the next thing I knew, I started thinking, well, I've got this thing licked. Right. You know, all I, all I need to do is coast, and I can help other people and... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm the prophet here because right. what I saw happen in groups often is once a guy gets a year of sobriety, all of a sudden everybody almost starts worshiping him right. like they're the holy one with all the answers. Right, and worshiping his sobriety or his his length of integrity. And I I mean I talk to guys all the time that look, it's not about a length of integrity. Okay, so you've been free from the the acting out behaviors. Great, you're walking with integrity, but it's not really about the length of time. It's about the fact that. You were free yesterday from it, and you're trusting God to be free today and tomorrow, one day at a time, right? Because when we get into worshiping lengths of time, that can be a stumbling block in and of itself. And it can lead to those kinds of reactions and hardening of our hearts that really set us up, really set us up. Well, and I think about Peter. I mean, I I love that man's story because Mm -hmm. I've been there so many times with the guy had probably thrown demons out of people, and Jesus said he had the keys to the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. so he probably thought he had it made. Right. And then what happened? Oh, yeah. Denied Jesus, you know, sure. from from a few feet away. Yeah, right on his face. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I, I see it sometimes in my clients, uh, in the way I just mentioned, but um, a lot of times, uh, I think when, well, what do you think about this idea? Uh, do you think that we ever just arrive and we've ever just beat it. Because to me, I'd like to think that we will always have to be on guard about sexual addiction for the rest of our lives. Amen. Doesn't that make sense? Well, the verse that always resonates with me is when Jesus told Peter, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Right. If my flesh was gone, then I would have everything. Like there would be no struggle with sin or not loving my life like I should. But the fact is, I mean, I could walk out of the studio and, and be exposed to a woman dressed inappropriately, and, and the temptation will, with lust will be there. Right. I'm going to have to deal with that. Yeah. And so if I'm if I'm walking in pride, I'm not really connected to God's power. Then that's a setup for a big fall. Right. Yeah. In fact, the Bible calls pride one of the sedly, uh, seven deadly sins. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> one of the seven deadly sins. Now I don't know that I could name the uh the other ones but um i do know that and in terms of uh according to dictionary.com and it'd be really interesting to see what what's the antonym for pride because i bet you it would be humility Mm. what do you think it'd probably be worth a worth a bet but uh, listen to how dictionary.com uh defines pride uh one of the uh, definitions it gives uh at the very top here is a high or inordinate opinion of one's own dignity, 
importance, merit, or superiority, whether as cherished in the mind or as displayed in bearing uh, conduct. So, wow, what a picture, huh? You know, like, did you hear the superiority in there? And I mean, isn't that the very same thing that gets us into this mess, Mike? Mm. You know? so. Well, and a different topic surrounding this, masturbation causes self-absorption. And to me, from what I've seen in my own life, that kind of self-absorption, the only way a man can really cope with that emptiness that comes from hauling herself out, from, from uh, having sex with herself alone, is to compensate with trying to build up this big wall, this big mask, you know, this big, I'm successful, look at me, what I've done. And so I know for years I spent a lot of time polishing up my own mask with ministry and all the other stuff, but it was all a lie because mm-hmm. one, one big part when I broke was in 1999 when when God just showed me in a moment that I had thought I'd at least had something good in me, but he showed me my heart and it was all pitch black. Huh. There was nothing good in it. Right. Nothing from ministry or anything I'd done, nothing from sobriety was all pitch black. Right. And it just broke me broke me down to my knees and tears. Wow. Knees and tears. Right. <laughs> well, uh, I, you know, I did look at, do a quick search here, by the way, on dictionary.com, and wouldn't you know it, one of the antonyms or the, the opposite meanings for the word pride is humility. And so when you look at humility, the uh, definition it gives here is humbleness. So walking in a way that uh, is self-abasing or unpretentious or unobtrusive. And, I mean, isn't that a great place to be to be able to walk in humility? Isn't it really a sign of strength when you've got somebody that's got 18 months of integrity or longer that says, hey, you know what? I'm still trying to just focus on today. I mean, doesn't that command your respect? Yeah, and it also invites me to, this is a guy I can talk to because I can't relate to somebody who says, hey, I've got it all down. I've got this licked um, because I don't have it all down. I'm still in need of Jesus every day. Right. And, uh a big place I've had to really struggle through with pride is in marriage, um, you know, with my wife and and uh, God. Um, there, I did a time of seeking last year in September where the Lord called me to a period of fasting, and uh-huh. I thought I was going to be praying about all these great visions for the ministry and stuff God was going to take me to. Well, instead, every day the Lord was convicting, cleansing, purifying me, and it was painful. I mean, some of it had to do with self-righteousness in my marriage, weak faith, small faith in other areas. And wow. and by the time the fast was over, I mean, it, it was a blessing because God had cleaned me out more. And I, so it gave me the ability to be more filled up with him. Wow. Listen to our, our faithful uh, trusty producer, Ted Griffin, here has just given us a, a huge uh, lob. Uh, he's given us the, the seven deadly sins in Proverbs 6. Listen to the thing, the things in this list that pride is listed amongst. Okay, so haughty eyed, haughty eyes is another way of saying pridefulness. A lying tongue, hmm. hands that shed innocent blood, uh, ha- a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to evil, a false witness, uh, dissension. So all of these things are kind of like cousins to pride. Now, that's pretty heavy. Well, didn't you just describe basically what a man who is in bondage to a sex addict does, sex addiction does? Yeah. Okay. You're reading my mail now. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, good. Yeah, isn't that true? I mean, how many how many really feel seen when they when Mike says what he just said? I mean, I know that's part of my past. You know, I was a liar. I was a person that that um, uh, definitely shed innocent blood in the sense that in the sense that I was not faithful to my marriage, mm-hmm. and so causing uh, causing problems there. Um, so bearing false witness, I can, I can relate with some of these things. Uh, I know that in some of my bitterness, even, um, I've in my heart, I've devised wicked schemes, you know, people's houses blowing up or, or whatever, you know, just cause I didn't like them or they stepped on my toes. Um, but I think it's pretty weighty when we consider what really is at stake there. I, I know for me too, on the marriage thing, I can relate with you, Mike. And I know a lot of our listeners can as well. When it comes to our relationships, how many times uh, have we uh, offended somebody, mm-hmm. either our spouse or somebody from our family or somebody from our community or somebody at church, in our neighborhood, in our workplace? And yet because of our pride, we're not able to go to that person and you know make it right. I struggle tremendously with that. Can you well, relate? There's times when I've made a cutting remark to Michelle and as soon as the word, as soon as the words were out of my mouth, I knew that I was wrong. But there's been many times where I didn't apologize right away. It took a half hour or an hour, or a day, or mm-hmm. a couple of days. And, and you know, the only thing that really kept me from doing that was my ego. Right. I didn't want to level myself down to another broken sinner and have to say, you know what, I did something really rotten and hurt you. Right. And um. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that's so reparative to a relationship as well. I was just talking with a guy yesterday who has been, you know, through this addiction, fairly estranged from his family. And and one of his family members, he has uh, really kind of seen the need to try and reconnect with. And we we really, really worked on how can you humble yourself and just say, hey, part of this distance here I created through my actions and part of this disruption in our family is because of choices that I've made. Mm. And that's a lot of pride to have to swallow. But there's also benefits of um, uh, swallowing pride in our relationship with God. Okay, Because how many times have you felt cut off from God? Okay, I mean, that's one of the characteristics of people dealing with, uh, with sexual addiction issues. It's one of the, the hallmark features, feeling cut off from God. Like there's that glass ceiling above us that our prayers just sort of bounce off of but there's there's a uh, a verse uh, about that in the uh, in the psalms psalms 10:4 it says in his pride the wicked does not seek god in all his thoughts there is no room for god okay so no wonder we're being cut off is because we're we're so dialed into the pride thing and the self thing well on that list that that popped up you talked about um makes evil schemes and runs to evil i mean mm-hmm. We're either running to evil or, or running to the Lord. There isn't there isn't an in between place where we can have both. Right. And uh, I mean, I was running to evil and those making schemes on how I could act out for the first thirty six years of my life. Yeah. And I was empty and miserable for most of those thirty six years. Right. Right. Yeah. And and yet, if we were to just swallow our pride and ask for help, I mean, that energy that we were putting towards the, our scheming ways could have been used to serve us. Uh, another thing from Scripture here, Mike, you know, we talk about pride seeming to, you know, make us feel like we're bigger than we are or more important or 
But Proverbs 29, 23 says, A man's pride brings him low, but a man of lowly spirit gains honor. Mm-hmm. Okay. What a picture. I've had a hard time with asking for help, and, and not just for asking for help in years past for recovery, but we have a prayer team of ladies, and I email them an update every week. And sometimes it's hard because what I'm really doing is I'm, I'm asking them for help. I'm asking them to pray for the ministry or myself and my family. And that's very humbling because each time, each week, I'm really admitting I'm not all self-sufficient. I don't have it all together. I need the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. I need my sisters and I need my brothers. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it really takes a man who's aware of how broken and needy he is to ask for help. And mm-hmm. I mean, isn't among men, don't we really want to be the brave heart that can charge in the battle and, and, um, doesn't need others around us, but the truth is far from that. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, when you talk about um, people who are able to do that, that's a strength. You know, that's, you know, something that you're, you're showing a lot of uh, personal courage to do. And, you know, um, I'm looking at uh, another place uh, about pride here. And, you know, I want to get as much scripture in, on this one as possible um, because being a person who struggles with pride, I can't pretend to be the one that has the answers about it. So mm. maybe we need to go God's word about it. Amen. <laughs> okay. So Proverbs 8.13, though, listen to God's attitude about pride. He says, I hate pride and arrogance. Mm. So basically, if we want to effectively tick the Lord off, then you know we can just stay prideful, I guess, right? I mean, it's a pretty easy formula. If we're into insanity. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> But doesn't pride sort of exalt us above God and others, you know? And so, I mean, this is a this is a a big topic. Um, maybe you'd care to weigh in on on this as well, and we'd certainly love to have your comments. In fact, I think it'd be great if we could have uh, our listeners email us with comments about pride and talk about not only how pride has affected their life and maybe different stories of pridefulness uh, and how it kept them in the addiction. And I will take that, all those comments, and I will post them onto uh, my website. And that way, people who are browsing pr- uh, and looking at articles on there and whatnot can have your testimony as something that will deter them from going down or staying in you know, those paths themselves. Um, but I don't know. Any closing thoughts, Mike? Yeah, I got an email from a wife recently who uh, her husband is struggling with sex addiction, and what I sometimes hear ladies say is that they realize at the end of the game that they were trying to be the source of life for their husband. They were trying to fix their husband. They were trying to be his God. And um, one lady emailed recently and said she realized that was pride in her own life, um, trying to be an amateur providence in her husband's life instead of encouraging encouraging him to go to the Lord and to let God be first in his life. Right. And then some some women, what I've heard is that they'll make their husbands an idol, mm-hmm. and um, they're you know the obsession over the addiction and all that, and they're trying to fix all that, and but they have to surrender their lives and their yeah. husbands to Jesus Christ as well. Right, huge word surrender, because doesn't control that spirit of control that a lot of us struggle with. Doesn't that want us to just you know fix it ourselves and and be be the person that's got control of the situation? But listen to one last thing about Scripture says, um, and then I, I, and I want to kind of just use a personal example. Um, 2 Corinthians 7.4, it says, 
uh, I have great confidence in you. I take great pride in you. I'm greatly encouraged in all of our troubles. My uh, joy knows no bounds. Now, that's a very different kind of pride. So we want to differentiate. We're not talking about the kind of pride that um, we have in uh, love for one another or the one that um, the Lord has for us. Um, but listen to this different uh, admonition from the, uh, from the Scripture. It says that we need to um, examine ourselves, and then we can um, get past some of this, this pride. Uh, but it says, let's see, what, what's the, where's the verse I'm looking for here? Um, Each one should test his own actions. This is Galatians 6.4. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. So I think pride wants to, us to compare ourselves to somebody else when really we need to use it as something to turn it on ourselves to exam, for self-examination and then leave it at that. And so, listen, tune in next week when we're going to be looking at porn in the military. Thanks for tuning us in, and God bless. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of The Blazing Grace Show. We trust today's broadcast helps bring you closer to God and to what God desires for your life. Blazing Grace is a listener-supported mission intended to help listeners around the world. Your support is vital in keeping that mission alive. We ask you to prayerfully consider sending a tax-deductible gift to Blazing Grace. It would be gratefully appreciated. You can send your monetary gift to Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 62. 521 Colorado Springs, Colorado 80962-2521. That's Blazing Grace, PO Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80962-2521. Want to learn more about Blazing Grace? Find us on the internet at www blazinggrace.org that's triple w b l a z i n g g r a c e dot o r g forward slash radio dot h t m on that page you'll find a downloadable copy of this show or you can visit oneplace.com under ministries look for blazing grace radio if you want help resolving a sexual addiction you can reach jason graves toll free by dialing 877-590-SOUL that's 877 In addition to Jason Graves counseling, Mike Chenung has a book out. Mike Chenung's book, The Road to Grace, Finding True Freedom from the Bondage of Sexual Addiction, is available at www.roadtograce.com. The book guides those who struggle with sexual addiction to a place of finding the abundant life of Christ. There are also sections for wives and recovery for marriage. Desire for a specific subject to be covered on Blazing Grace? Tell Mike Janung what you want covered. You can email Mike at Mike, the symbol at blazinggrace.org. We look forward to sharing more blazing issues and grace-filled answers next time. Thanks once again for listening, and may God shine his grace upon you.